Jay, what's your what's your go to bubble tea? Uh, order? none. I hate it. Oh, how's what? that for really? another episode of that's a wrap podcast i'm your co-host jay rosales thank you for joining us i hope you are listening to us indoors because outdoors in toronto it is somewhere close to spicy 40 degrees i don't know what it is it's ridiculously hot outside and apologies if you're listening to this and you don't have ac and you're also melting just like i am right now (laughs) so with that being said uh dre how you doing man uh, uh, Jason, how are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> Listen, I haven't been outside uh, since yesterday, so I don't really know what it feels like, but I can feel the residual heat that's coming from you guys, if that makes any sense. Well, it's it's like uh, Mother Nature's trying to tell us, like, listen, you guys really need to stay indoors, okay? We yeah, want, yeah, uh, exactly. We're trying to flatten the curve here, so stay indoors. I'm going <laughs> to keep dialing up the heat if I need to, so... I'll be yeah, through if you ever played the, the card game Exploding Kittens. Yes. Oh, I have it. I love it. Yes. Uh, okay. Not so safe this, for work version too. This Come reminds on. me of the one card where it's like that that Cthulhu thing coming out of the water saying, stop peep, going pee-pee in the ocean. And it's like this big natural <laughs> disaster because he's like getting mad at everyone. That's what this sounds like. This sounds like, you know, the elements coming against us because we're not behaving. So... I like I like the reference because I think it's the one reference that all three of us actually we do play it every now and then we'll bring up like Which a Seinfeld reference or a Simpsons reference. But this is but I'm glad because if you if you don't play Exploding Kittens and you're like, hey, do you know Exploding Kittens? You know the other person could be like, what the hell is wrong with you? Like, yeah. You <laughs> or if you love about? kittens and you don't want anyone to explode a kitten, you should probably skip this. No, but, <laughs> but speaking right. of skipping things, Jay, you got something for us, don't you? Oh yeah, we're definitely um, not skipping over this, but uh, this Woj bomb just kind of came through, and it's I I say Woj bomb with with quotation marks here, uh, because news out of the NBA is that uh, our favorite newsbreaker is in a little bit of hot water. So mm-hmm. uh, backstory on this: a couple of hours ago, again, we are recording this on. Friday, July the 10th, it is 3.30 in the afternoon as we record this, so this just happened a couple of hours ago. Uh, earlier this morning, Senator U.S. Senator Josh Hawley, who hails from Missouri, sent an email, or sorry, sent a letter, I didn't know they still sent letters these days, to Commissioner Adam Silver, asking him, well, okay, if you're going to be allowing for NBA players to change some messaging uh, on the back of their jersey. Why don't you include things like support our troops, back the blue, or even in reference to what's happening in China, free Hong Kong. And to that uh, message, Adrian Wojnarowski emailed Josh Hawley with two words, F you. (laughs) <laughs> well, a full word, not not the abbreviation. Well, yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. yeah, so he said, F*** you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay, so I'm going to leave it to you guys to... Um, oh, sorry, one more thing to this. Uh, Woj quickly tweeted after that he uh, apologized and he will speak directly to Senator Hawley to rectify the issue. Guys, what are your thoughts? Okay, okay, so my first initial thought is, did Josh Hawley not only send it to Silver, but he went all together of like what looks like to be scanning his letter and then send it to all of ESPN? Because it's like Woj basically sent the ginormous FU to Adrian, or sorry, to, to Josh Hawley. And like, it just means that all of ESPN got that letter, right? And so <laughs> what I'm wondering is, 
it can't just be Woj who feels that same way. Maybe he's the only one that said something outwardly. But now the fact that, uh, you know, Woj had to apologize on Twitter, uh, that has to be like maybe ESPN is the one who's telling him, telling Woj to apologize publicly. Uh, it's it's not a good look all around, but I have a strong a sense of support for Woj for speaking out and and because you know like Woj is what is he he I don't even know how he's like a, a 50 year old you know man who works for ESPN and loves basketball and he doesn't he doesn't say anything explicit ever right so the fact that he had uh there's nothing to it if you guys see it you go you go on um Josh Hawley's uh Twitter you can see it right there there's no exclamation mark there's no comma there's no space there's just a big capitalized Exactly. So it's, it's so out of the ordinary and hell yeah, Woj. Hell yeah, bro. I mean, it's tough because in a way I completely understand what he's getting at. This seems like an all lives matter silencing of a current movement. But at the same time, mm-hmm. like, I don't know if Holly was coming from a place of malice to try and silence. This is one of those gray area things where it's like, do the troops su- deserve support? Absolutely. Do blue lives matter? Well, I'm not going to touch that with a 10-foot pole, so moving on. Um, do uh, Does the conversation about Hong Kong and the civil unrest there deserve to be talked about? Absolutely. However, with that being brought up in this capacity and the way that it was formatted, this proposal, it almost sounded like an all lives matter or, uh, well we can move on to other things now because I'm trying to see where Wojnarowski was coming from. Basically he's probably seeing it as this is what a lot of players have fought for to stay in the league Mm -hmm. because they want to get their voices heard. And maybe some of them want to talk about Hong Kong. Maybe some of them want to talk about the police. Maybe some of them want to talk about the army, but um, the way that it was proposed with these hashtags and everything, kind of came off as a silencer of what this whole gig is supposed to supposed to support, which was this current message about the Black Lives Matter movement and systemic racism and these ongoing issues with police brutality that a lot of these players are basically sick of. So that's what re- resulted in the Wojnarowski F-bomb, as I like to call it, because it's instead of just a Woj bomb, it's a Woj F-bomb. And, mm-hmm. um, you know, he his apology, I don't think, was his way of saying, I don't agree with what I said, but perhaps his way of saying, I'm tired of these athletes not being heard and only being treated as athletes, but I might have misunderstood what you're trying to say. But in that same breath, we can't afford to keep silencing with um there's a specific word for this where it's like it's supposed to seem like a positive reinforcement but at the same time it's diminishing somebody and almost not taking them seriously there's a specific word for this and i i'm probably not going to remember what it is if you listeners at home or remember right now you could yell all you want you're listening to this after i've recorded it so it's not going to help um but you guys know what i'm saying like this is a negative reinforcement that's disguised as positive and this happens all the time with like yes uh, censorship of like specific tv shows but yet they haven't arrested any of the cops or uh you know trying to get rid of specific you know art related things but there's nothing done to change police brutality and it's still going so it's these things that um either that or again an all lives matter which on on the surface yes everybody matters but at the same time Black Lives Matter never said that nobody else matters. But what you're doing is you're making it look bad now by silencing it. Like, it's it's a whole cluster gray area that, you know, sometimes even somebody like Wojnarowski is just going to explode because it can mm. be easily misinterpreted or if read correctly because we don't actually know. We can only speculate. Yeah, I, I mean – Woj, Woj works with these players all the time, right? And and he respects these coaches and these players. And I guess to him and to us, when you when you look at that quote from from the senator, it's like there's a there's a lot of um, there's a lot of the shut up and dribble aspect to it. And to, yes. to Woj, maybe it, it felt like he got 
he was trying to stand up for himself and, and what he's uh, he stands up for and what his uh, the players stand up for. So I, I feel like um, for for Woj, he's taking it in as in you know you can't have it both ways. You want you know these players to shut up and dribble, but at the same time, now that they're going public when it goes to like politics or anything, now you're going to try and force your way in there and tell them to put you know things like blue lives matter or all lives matter for that matter. So it's yeah. I feel. Feel Woj. I definitely feel Woj. He, he, he. The fact that he's so outwardly and sending that email, um, just like that, it, I'm sure he regrets it uh, at some point. But I don't think he goes back to what he what he feels. I think I it was think, just very reactive. I think now that you've explained it like that, I I can put this into like a smaller sentence. And this is exactly how I personally feel about it now. So thank you for clearing that up. Woj just uh-huh. angry. Because it sounds like Holly and company are pushing their hashtags onto players. Yes. Where it's like, if you're doing this, yes. why don't you say these as well so we can be happy? Which is not necessarily when not when not two years ago you told LeBron James to shut up and dribble. Like yes, you know that's that's where I feel like where Adrian is is pissed off at. And a quick rant <laughs> about this whole shut up and dribble thing. It's like. You're on Facebook. You're typing up whatever you want. You're telling LeBron James to shut up and dribble as well to keep the sentiment of Fox News. Is he not a human being or athletes, artists, actors, actresses, singers? Are they not all human beings just because they have louder voices because of their celebrity status? That doesn't mean that they have any less of a, of a value of their freedom of speech. That's all I'm saying. I've got a couple thoughts on this, um, but before I jump into my thoughts, I have a question for you guys. Whether it was when you were a teenager or even now, did you ever do that thing where you're about to text someone, maybe it's a crush, and you type it out first, read it out loud, wonder if it sounds good, erase it, retype it? I'm wondering here. I do that now, bro. <laughs> right, right, right. I'm wondering, like, was this the first thing that he typed and he was going to erase it, then accidentally hit send, it was like, ah, crap. Well, I'm wondering if that's what absolutely spot on but like you ought to correct it and it's like fuck you by accident <laughs> yeah yeah it was it was an autocorrect i'm sorry John. <laughs> I, I meant to put backspace oh, i pushed that no. here i'm so sorry so the, i think um, that's that's part one of this right this is like one of those things where he, he maybe he had it sitting there in his draft ready to send and he's like ah let's do it or maybe he actually sent it who knows but it got sent and it's out there and i this the second thing i'm wondering is how much more credibility is he going to get with the players with this, right? Uh, mm-hmm. Conspiracy theory oh, I, coming I, I, up here. Okay. What if What if he's starting to sense, you know what? I'm starting to lose some leverage with the players and the agents, and maybe I'm losing ground in my battle with Sham Sharania. If I do something like this, mm-hmm. maybe I lose my job. Maybe. Maybe I get fined. Maybe. But the players are going to love me. I'm going to send this. And I'm going to get so much credibility out of this. Sure, I'll apologize. Maybe I'll want to save my job. But this is out there now. Everyone saw it. And now everyone's in this bubble. And they're going to want to spread some rumors or talk some talk. Who are they going to turn to, right? If they're not already turning to Woj, they're definitely going to turn to him now. Because he appears to have kind of staked his claim as the voice of the players through these two simple words. Well, I, I guess not so simple be. words. Am I reading too much into this? <laughs> I think so. Basically, I, I think so. Yeah, I I would hope that Woj is is saying out of his like actual heart, not not when it comes to, like I hope there isn't like a backstory or like another agenda when it comes to saying something like that. Um, but I mean, it it could be. You're not you're not wrong. Again, the fact that he says something like that, so specific, so out of his character. It you know it comes up as as a little strange, but you would want to think that he's coming out of this uh, on top. You know, even though that he had to apologize, I hope that he doesn't back out from his words. How, how could he? How could he possibly lose in this? So what's the worst case here? He loses his job. Everyone's going to want to hire him. Yahoo will hire him back. The Athletic can hire him. So I think he's the in, NBA would hire him too. Exactly right. I think he's in a very powerful position being who he is right so i don't see how he loses from this so maybe he did send this on purpose and didn't care what the ramifications are sure he'll apologize but i think he'll still come out on top 
What I think happened is basically, first off, I don't think he mulled on this too much. The fact that there's no capitalization, there's no punctuation, it literally just says, you know, those two words. It's like the type of thing where if you're on Facebook and you see somebody being a bigot or disgusting and you just want to oh, get this off your chest, you just quickly say, shut up. Like you just, you just type it and you put it out there. It's, it, it, there's no capitalization. There's no thought put into it. It was just a quick reaction. That's what I think is what happened. I don't think he really put much thought but, into but to, it. To Jay's, to Jay's point though, Woj is Woj. We know where he is in a hierarchy of like, you know, Twitter sphere when it comes to NBA, he's yeah. the top dog right he if if the fact that he knows that he's going to get attention from this maybe there's another agenda i, I see where jay's going at i hope that's not the case <laughs> i don't i don't know if I necessarily agree because on that point you know and this doesn't get talked about enough not that he swears but like wozorowski has the occasional hot take which is the result of him trying to get something off his chest you know i've seen stuff where it's like i don't agree with somebody trying to go over here to this team to this team or I don't like the sound of this. Like he, he can be co- like competitive and and try mm-hmm. to debate when he really wants to. So like he's not exactly like a, a pushover or a very passive guy. So I completely think maybe he just had a bad day and then this happened, or maybe he's just like all of us who's tired of nothing but you know black and white uh, political unrest of like no if you're not a if you're not a liberal then you're a republican or if you if you vote for trump that's because of this and this or if you vote for biden this and this like he's like everybody else who's getting really tired of all of this stuff Mm. and one tiny microaggressive comment like well why don't you say support the troops he just exploded i'm guessing it's just like you know what Fuck you is basically what happened. Because let's be honest, we all felt that where it's like one one too many scrolls on Facebook and we see something like it's 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 a communist train of thought to force everybody to wear their masks. And it's like, I'm so ready to quit Facebook. Like, what in the hell are you talking about? Like, we've all yeah. felt that I'm sure we've just seen one too many of those. And I think that's all that it is. Yeah. He just exploded. That's it. Hundred percent. And so let's go back towards like when, why this kind of stemmed up, like, well, where did this come from? And I, I guess it came from the approved, the, the, the possible approved names or slogans that the NBA has uh, approved for the players to wear on the back of their jerseys. So they're there. Okay. So basically I'm going to, I'm going to say out the names and I'm going to say everything that they've quote unquote approved of. You have black lives matter, say their names, vote. I can't breathe justice peace equality freedom enough power to the people justice now say her name yes we can liberation see us hear us respect us love us listen listen to us stand up ally anti-racist i am a man speak up how many more group economics education reform and mentor wow you got through group economics without laughing (laughs) kudos to you (laughs) I I had to double take, that's for sure. But (laughs) let's just say that this isn't what you would want as a a pro. Like if you if you're asking my this is my initial thought when I saw this, right? One, I tried not to laugh. Two (laughs) is that if you want these players to speak out and you want them to, you know, protest for what they believe in, you shouldn't give them an approved list of things that they can or cannot put on their jerseys. I understand that there is, uh, there should, you know, maybe a guideline and you, you know, you obviously you can't cuss and, and then maybe some, some players would just take this opportunity to put in their own logo or something like that. But at the same time, it's like, you already see players such as Jalen Brown and, and Mike Scott, they've voted voiced their disappointment, uh, about about these approved names and phrases because these are these aren't very good for one and it just means that you're you're not letting them voice their opinion uh, as much as they can right you can't obviously you can't have like a, a giant slogan or a giant letter and of course you can't put all the names on a jersey because there are too many of them but I just don't feel like this is the way and and if before I get you guys to 
to uh, give me your responses. I want to say what the WNBA is doing, and I think that this is a good way of, of doing it. Um, what the WNBA is doing is they're choosing, they haven't said what, but they're choosing to specifically honor uh, Brianna Taylor on their jerseys. And for the warm-ups, uh, for the shirts, they'll have Black Lives Matter on the front and say her name on the back. That's nice. it. So I feel like that's a perfect way. Um, these approved messages <laughs> is is a little uh, cringeworthy, don't you well, think? Basically what I think it is is once players like John Morant and Dinwiddie were coming out and saying, this is what I want to put on my jerseys, um, the, the NBA responded by basically – you know, th- their motive was, well, we can't let them put anything that they want because what if it's not, what if it's too graphic for television? What if it's something that we we as an organization are scared to align with? Like, I I don't know, like we already talked about Wojnarowski, but I don't know how the NBA would feel about the, um, the free Hong Kong hashtag, for instance, because uh, a lot of the revenue comes from China. And obviously they said, oh, we want to help these players out, but this could be a problem if we don't necessarily agree. So this is where it gets tricky. And this is where it gets a little debatable in a philosophical sense with the idea of the freedom of choice or the illusion of choice, rather, where you you go to a grocery store and it's like, wow, they have so many selections of pop here. I can get root beer. I can get Coca-Cola. I can get Pepsi, diet, ginger ale. I can get whatever I want. But really, you, you can't because this isn't literally everything that there is. This is only what the store has stocked. So this is what's known as the illusion of choice, where you think you have access to everything, but you really don't. You only have access to what's granted to you. And this way, they avoid the accusation of censorship because it's not like John Morant said, I want to get the F word on my jersey. And they said, no. This way, it's like, here, we've given you a list of ones you can select. So that way you could choose any of these. But really, it, it's, it's a slight form of censorship because you're still being controlled. Mm-hmm. That's what you're trying to say as a political statement on your jersey, which is basically what the idea was in the first place. I want to get a statement on my jersey. So really, this is an illusion of choice, a slight censorship. And some of these hashtags are good only because they were already good, like Black Lives Matter. But... When you reach the bottom of the barrel side of things, it kind of gets stale. And I don't know. Economics. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. So it's (laughs) like, um, you know, I'm guessing the NBA is just hoping that the players will grin and bear and say, okay, I'm just going to go with, um, I'm just going to go with BLM. That sounds good to me. But in reality, are they really saying what they specifically want to say? Because they might. They might have wanted to say Black Lives Matter to begin with. But if they wanted to say mm-hmm. um, the deficit hashtag, whatever it was, the $26 trillion in debt, uh, which Dinwiddie wanted to say, that's not there. So what, is he, what does he have to settle with? That economics one? Like, it's not the same thing. Yeah, I think right. now is the time when the, the NBA really could have stepped up and just allowed and trusted its players to put their own message there. And, and and really, the only caveat they had to add was, we get final say on whether or not we approve or don't approve what you'd like to put in the back of your jersey. It's that simple. So if that asterisk was in place, then this would allow the players to put a lot, have a lot more freedom in what they put. And Listening to, I believe it was Blake Murphy had tweeted out that, you know, after speaking with some of the players, some of them really want to get localized with these messages. And with this approved list, it just killed all of that momentum that they were trying to build. So it is quite unfortunate that it turned out this way. I will say that in regards to the message and and what players are going to use, it is only going to be on the back of the jersey for four nights. After four nights, mm. it goes back to your name. Um, yeah. And if you do choose to continue to have the, your message on the back of your jersey, it will then be, I believe it is, your your message. And then right below it is your last name. So, again, we're really only debating a message that will only be there for as little as four days. So it really is not that much. Um, which is also been cool problem, which they- is unfortunate. Exactly. Yeah. Right. I'm thinking the same thing. I'm thinking like, why can't they just leave it on the whole time? Like, what's really the yeah. problem here? Um, right. 
the the number one choice uh, according to ESPN uh, is equality, um, and that is uh, of the three hundred fifty players who are going to be entering the bubble. At last count, two hundred eighty five are going to be putting in some sort of a message. Seventeen have opted not uh, to do any message and just continue having their name. Um, so there's a couple of people who are unaccounted for here. So um, yeah, that's that's kind of the the, the gist of it in terms of of, of what's going to happen on the NBA side. And I, I don't think I chimed in earlier, but I, I really like what the WNBA is doing there um, in, in regards to how you outlined it there, Jason. So yeah, I, it'll be interesting to see how this plays out for for both leagues. Yeah, I would want to have seen. Uh, more collaboration when it comes to these messages with the NBA players because it, it kind of just feels like the NBA was like, we have to do something so here are approved names that we won't, one, A, we won't get in trouble for, and two, we don't have to like bleep out or blur out when it comes to the games but you have to have some sort of collaboration especially if you're there like these players are going to take out their last names their family names to put on a message is this you can't just slap on a bumper sticker you know what i mean you can't just put on here you go this is something that's approved you have to have some sort of collaboration and i feel like with the time that is being spent to do all you know to to try to restart the the season you can't tell me that the NBA can't do a, a call or a message to, or like a mass message to all the NBA players and ask them what they want. You know, if there was some sort of collaboration to this, that's what I would feel like it, it would, it, there would be a better taste in, our, in all of our mouths. And the, the, but the thing is, I have to stress this enough. I can't stress this enough. I mean, that the NBA, what the NBA has done already for, uh, this movement and and for the positivity with the Black Lives Movement, I, I, I think we and I and I and I, I think I'm also uh, guilty of it too. Is that um, whenever we, whenever someone gets something, they just want more, right? So the fact that the NBA is doing something is is approving the fact that they're having Black Lives Matter on the court is approving these even these you know quote unquote messages they are still doing something we're forgetting that you see the MLB obviously in shambles you see the NFL not saying anything you see the NHL trying to f- come back into um the their own bubble the NBA is still leading this way and i commend them for doing that i i do you know there's there's so much you can say like i i wish the nba co- collaborates a lot more but at the same time i have to re- realize that this is a global conglomerate of a business still and the fact that we love the nba so much is because they do these things for their players so i i what i'm trying to say is i hope we don't take it away the fact that the nba is still doing things for the better of you know, Black Lives Matter or, or the things that uh, players are standing up for. That's very well said. It's difficult to know exactly what to do. There is no specific one thing you can do. And an effort with actual care put into it will always garner my respect. And that's it. Yes. Mm-hmm. No, well, well said for, by both of you. And the, the turning the, the focus over to the Toronto Raptors, they've sent out their own Black Lives Matter message. Jason, can you provide yes. the details? Absolutely. They rolled up uh, to their Orlando hotels with a giant uh, two bus, two buses full on the side of their bus that says Black Lives Matter. And it's beautifully black painted on the side of each bus. It's it's a large statement to the rest of the league. You've seen uh, other teams' uh, accounts, such as the Phoenix Suns, I believe the Washington Wizards, I believe uh, Sacramento Kings. They've all retweeted. They've all applauded the, what the NBA or the Raptors are doing. And it's just to state that you know staying silent isn't an option. And that's what is it's it kind of gives puts a smile to our uh, my face. I hope to you your face. This is too as a, a one as a Raptors fan and two as an NBA fan and just the fact that this organization this Raptors organization who doesn't necessarily uh 
live in the states <laughs> some like the players might but the the organization most of them live in, in canada and they see this all they see everything that's happening they realize that it's not just in the states or in canada it's around the world and they're right silence isn't an option so the fact that they rolled up huge statement on back on the side of both buses that states black lives matter is such a Maasai move (laughs) it's such a such a great statement by the toronto raptors and people are taking notice you know like there's just not i'm not saying that the you know players or the league or i'm not saying that the raptors are trying to go go tell the nba hey look at us we're doing the right thing no no no. it's just they're standing up for what is right and because of that the nba and the nba players are taking notice nba fans are taking notice and i freaking love it like that's how the champions rolled up to to the bubble state that no one including us who don't think that this is a good idea they're going to roll up with a message that is going to make a huge statement for the rest of the league i freaking love it and, and you hit it on the head there, right? When you said it's a statement by the champions because on the back of each of these buses is the uh, champions logo. So it's a nice little cherry on top for this these beautifully designed buses. So yeah, I, I, I echo mm-hmm. everything that you said there in terms of this is just a great message. It was, it was powerful in its simplicity. And I love that it's our team that yes. took that mantle. Yeah, and... Uh... If I'm not mistaken, we were the first because we were already in Canada to try and make our way into the bubble. So we basically had a precedent that could have been set. So um, yeah, I think point. the way that it was done was fantastic. And um, as simple as can be, that's the statement that's been said that's been said for many, many, many years at this point. And uh, I wish we we didn't have to reemphasize that Black Lives Matter because they do. But uh, a lot of the times, a problematic, system, systemically corrupt world needs to be reminded of this. Um, but yeah, well after the the June um, Twitter trend of, of that hashtag, and you know the media has has kind of pushed us to the side now. They're still going with that with that expression, mm-hmm. and I think it's fantastic. And just a quick reminder, because this is a Raptors podcast, uh, the Raptors. Uh, as champions are successfully the longest reigning champions in a single league or in a single season's history. So basically they have broken yeah. the record of um, however many days as champions. And um, as this bubble continues and the season still is, is on hiatus to start and then the season starts, we're going to shatter that, that record and it may never be broken again. So we might be up there with Bill Russell's 11 rings um, you know, Draymond Green's uh, uh, triple double without scoring that many points. Um, you know, like these uh, John Stockton's assist records. We're going to be up there with unbroken records, the longest reigning champions oh, yeah. with within one season. So this is fantastic. It just took a pandemic. <laughs> well, we don't need to look at it. Look at the dark side of things. We're we're still champs. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we're still we're still champs. <laughs> and, uh, All right. So also the same record for how many days Danny Green's waited to get his ring, which is kind of sad. Right. Right. Does that mean? Okay. So the first uh, game that the Raptors are playing is on August first against the Los Angeles Lakers. Is he going to get a ring that day? I kind of hope not. I, I, he probably <laughs> will because it's the only time that he the the Lakers will face the Raptors this year. But it. It really does suck for him. I feel bad for the guy because, you know, from the get-go, he was known as the quote-unquote other guy in the trade. He's even made the same jokes. And now he might possibly get his ring, not even in front of the the audio, uh, in front of the Scotiabank Arena uh, fans who all loved him while he was here. So it really is. I really do feel mm-hmm. bad for him. That's why I'm saying I kind of hope they don't give it to him and do, yeah. do it proper. Like, do it next do, year. Do it when... The NBA comes back to its original arenas, albeit not they're not going to have any. Oh yeah, you're uh, right. No fans, fans in, the, in the stands. Oh, but the, but the man, problem the thing is, the they guy. can still <laughs> they can still have like the tribute video though. They can do the tribute video, but it's going to be like it's going to be uh, was it uh, 
fake crowd noise they're gonna put in i don't know yeah 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 exactly they're just gonna put 2k noises throughout the whole thing <laughs> all right so let's take a little bit of a break and we'll we'll come back we'll talk about some ig stories when it comes to the players and uh what we would ride if we had the entire disney park to ourselves <laughs> but we'll take a break we'll talk to you guys soon Danny Green is in need of a break when it comes to his rings. The best we could offer him was that commercial break. Moving on. Uh, <laughs> yeah, we have stuff to discuss, don't we, guys? Okay. First of all, first of all, have you guys seen the the possible the the leak? I don't think it's a leak, but it could be the rumored new jerseys that Complex uh, rolled out with for the Raptors. No. Trash. Okay, so uh, you know what? Even besides, like, instead of showing it to you, Dre, I'm just gonna try to uh, try to tell you about them. I guess. Okay, I'm looking <laughs> so them up. You have. Well. So I for for one, Complex actually took us down because it was so trash. Two, it's the logo itself has like the raptor head, but. It's pointing like maybe like a quarter downwards and the mouth is an outline of the Canadian flag. Oh God. Okay. Uh, hang on a second. It's I need to really see strange, man. <laughs> it's really I bad. It's like, uh, it's like part um, House Stark from Game of Thrones. Uh, <laughs> part medieval. Here, here Dre, I'm going to send it to you right now. Yes, please. I'm, I'm struggling to find this. That sounds uh, hideous, and let's confirm my suspicions. Um, I love dinosaurs, if by the got, way. It's got nothing on that. Yeah, so, fans, if, if you guys are listening right now, if you haven't looked it up, just, just try to find uh, the, the new Raptor logo or via Complex, and you'll, you'll see them. It's not um, It's not the best. Let's just, let's just hope that it's not... I, it's just... Uh, it's not as bad as I was thinking, but I'm still not in love with it. It's yeah. that's a great fake logo for like a movie or something where it's like, here, I'm going to make a movie yeah. that takes place in Toronto. Let's make the basketball team. I don't know. The St. Augustine Raptors or something like this fake high school team that you see in like a teen uh, rom-com. It's or a high school like musical it. logo. Is what you're saying? Yeah, it's not the because <laughs> like okay, you know so it looks great at first, we... but then you realize that the leaf is his teeth, and it's like, what the hell's going on with its upper jaw? Like, is did he lose yeah, parts of his yeah. face? Like, it, it starts ah. to get bad. I figured out who it looks like. Uh, Mario Kart, okay. Mario Kart, dry bones. Uh, so the, uh, the... It's dry bones. oh, nice, nice. Yeah, it's dry bones. Agreed. <laughs> absolutely well, not like <laughs> no i know i don't i really like it more um another uh thing i wanted to mention before we go to the disney part is have you guys seen some of the ig stories that are yes. rolling around when it comes to the players so i love okay i know on, the, on our previous uh episodes i've been more inclined to change my mind when it comes to this bubble when if i see players that are in it and i we are seeing this so you have terrence ross who's IGing his stories he um he's shown like the players lounge the video game lounge which looks amazing dre i think you'd love it because there's like there's there's uh 
Pac-Man and NBA Jam in the corner. There's like PS4s everywhere. There's a there's a ping pong table in the in the middle. Like it's it's beautiful. Yeah. Um, I also love the Dallas Mavericks club mix, which is great because you had like the Dallas Mavericks having a social distance uh, club party. <laughs> <laughs> and you see all the heads outside in every window. It's really great. You see, uh, re- just recently, you have Toby and Bobby uh, reuniting, and it feels so good, and it's really funny. Yes. Um, but I think one of the most – I don't know if it's funniest, but you see Joel Embiid posting a lot, yes. and he shows what the the food is um, when it comes to this bubble. And honestly, to me, it looks delicious. <laughs> But he thinks that it, he's probably going to lose about 50 pounds. And it could be because I feel like these guys eat. Um, They have to eat. They have to eat immense amount of food because they lose so much of the calories uh, during practice. Kind of like when uh, when Michael Phelps was talking about his diet and you're like, how Michael much pasta spaghetti? Yeah, yeah but it makes it makes sense because they have to, you know, work it off but like they you know they got fresh pasta they got grilled chicken they got lettuce according to joel Embiid. but you know yeah to, to him i think it's a little bit too little but to me man that looks delicious man i mean maybe it's not what they're used to in terms of quality and size and everything but considering that you know the situation where they are how isolated they are what access they have I'm going to say it's pretty damn good. Like, you can certainly do much yeah. worse. Like, this isn't, like, airline or hospital food, which I'm sure to them this is, like, kind of the equivalent of. But uh, it's also bad. Is he going to lose 50 pounds? Yeah. I don't know. But I'm sure <laughs> yeah, it depends just pretty- on. Yeah, it depends should, on if he's actually, actually going to work out. We should actually clarify that uh, the the images that you're seeing right now of, of various meals, which all, yes, I would agree the closest comparison would be something of a uh, – um, very similar to what you would see in an airplane, kind of. Or but cafeteria. I will say this. Keep in mind that these teams are filing into the bubble now. And if we remember the outline, the outline is the second you arrive, you're automatically straight into isolation, right? And every player is going to be in isolation for the first, I believe it's 24 hours. They have to get two negative tests before they can get out. So what I'm trying to get at is this is only their meal for now, for this first day or two or three, while they're in isolation. Once they're out, the meals are much better. They get actual, like, they get to sit down at tables. They're not getting, uh, Ah. they don't have to necessarily have food arrive in these containers. They could actually have, like, a legit meal that looks more appealing than what you're seeing. And having said that, I will say that I would eat this. And it does look delicious. It is cooked by very good chefs. So I don't doubt that this is actually great food. It's just the way it's presented looks kind of like it's out of an airplane. However, let's also keep in mind, I think this is kind of getting lost amongst uh, NBA Twitter, is that this really is just their their one or two day isolation meal. Uh, After this, you're going to start seeing some really nice meals that we're all going to be jealous of. Mm. But still, speaking of after. Two days, uh, Joel Embiid might actually lose 50 pounds. We don't actually know that. He won't. <laughs> That's so. true. That's true. But sp- speaking of after, you, it, I, okay, correct me if I'm wrong. The players might have uh, access to the Disney parks after hours. Specific is that, rides. Is, is that true? That specific, specific rides. Yeah. Damn. Right. But still, okay. they, they do get access, though, and that is yeah, pretty yeah, damn exactly. cool. So, I've heard uh, that's pretty damn cool. Roller coaster. Um, what's the ex- the expedition track in Animal Kingdom? Um, the Mount Everest expedition. That's what it's called. That uh, and test track at Epcot, I believe, are the. Are the oh, that's a good one. So here's my question to you guys: If you had free range to any Disney park, any Disney ride, uh. In Disney, in Orlando, Florida, what would you choose and why? Jay, I'm gonna let you go first because I've basically I've got I've got a ride for each park because I'm a little obsessed with this. So Damn. <laughs> I only Damn. have one, but okay. I know, I, I only have one as well. It, and it's because I gotta admit, like the last time I was at Disney was with actually the last couple of times I've been at Disney World or Disneyland. It's been with my kids, so I haven't had a chance to go on any adult rides. And then when I was there when I was younger, I was scared of roller coasters. So 
I don't have much <laughs> to reference here. I oh, will say no. that if, if if I had to choose one, if if I could remember any, uh, I'm gonna go with with Space Mountain. And I think yeah. the question yes. was, you know, which which would you want to go? And I think that Space Mountain is pretty cool because you kind of see the whole park from up there. It's got a great view from what I remember. And let's take this example a step further and say that if it was, you know, myself and let's say 40 other members of the Raptors, heck yeah, like sign me up for a ride with OGN and Obi, please. I would love to <laughs> see what it's like right next to him. You mean you just want to, you just want to see his stoic response when he comes off the ride? <laughs> But Already what if he doesn't? But what if that's like the one time you see him like super yeah. excited? Are you thinking okay. of a different ride? Space Mountain's entirely indoors. Is it uh, the Thunder Mountain Railroad? Oh, you know what? Yeah, you know what? Because I was talking about the view, right? Yes. Yes. I was thinking of uh, I was thinking of Big Thunder Mountain. Big Mountain Railroad, whatever it's called. They're both dope, though. Yeah. Uh, True. Jace, what about you? So, okay, can I just say something uh, real quick is uh, according to who is it? Uh, NP oh, okay, I get NPR. Um uh, apparently Tokyo and parts of Japan where they have amusement parks, they are asking people not to scream anymore when oh, it yeah. comes to roller yes. coasters. Please scream inside your heart. Is yes. <laughs> But I, I mean this is that's wonderful. That works though. Like do I want to do that on a ride? <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! Can you imagine going to a park theme park and you see people riding these roller coasters and you don't hear screams? Or the whole hear, point like of like, going. Like, <laughs> <laughs> it's like you're gonna ride with like a bunch oh, of Grovers from Sesame Street. It's gonna be disturbing. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So sorry to answer your question. This is an easy one for me. Yeah. Uh, I guess to be honest, I've I, like like. Like well, I mean, not like Jay because I don't have kids. But the last time I went was I want to say like six years ago. I went with my wife or then girlfriend, my wife now. Yeah, and it wasn't available yet, and I know that it is now. But I would live in Star Wars Land. Oh uh, yeah, I just, I just just the fact that they have a real life Millennium Falcon, and you get to like drive or you know drive in maybe an X wing and like shoot. Ad ads like, are you kidding me? I would freaking love to just roam around and find Kylo Ren somewhere and try to fight him with a lightsaber. I'd oh, I would die. I haven't been there yet, so maybe it's crap. But whoever, if you guys are listening, if you've gone to Star Wars Land and you say it's amazing, you know, no spoilers, but I would love to go there with any NBA player. I mean, to me, I don't really care because I'm just going to be running around like a kid, uh, you know, who should be on a leash. So <laughs> I would love to go to Star Wars land. But like if if you're by yourself and you see like Jar Jar Binks and he's like, let's to go on a ride. Would you not get your pants? I'd have a heart attack. I don't know if that's. Yeah, hey, Dave, I would punch him in the face. Sure, and- can you make sure you bleep that out? Because uh, Jar Jar Binks on this is yeah. as, as good as that impersonation what? was. Scares me. What a terrible character. <laughs> uh, unfortunately, I loved him. And I learned how to talk like him, and I regret it to this day. Uh, but um, so, <laughs> basically, I first off want to say the Mount Everest uh, expedition track, whatever it's called, when it, at that uh, that's at Animal Kingdom, Rock and Roller Coaster, and Test Track are three of my favorite rides in all of Disney World, but I'm going to try and go with different mm-hmm. ones. Uh, so for Animal Kingdom, I'm thinking Mount Kilimanjaro, uh, which I also don't know if all of these rides are still here because I haven't been there in a few years. Um, Mount Kilimanjaro, which is like the, the safari simulation. We get to see all the animals. So imagine just being by yourself and you're with like a bunch of Raptors players. And you're seeing like elephants and, and cheetahs and, and, and lions and stuff. It, it, that'd be really dope. That, that'd be amazing. Um, nice. For... Uh, MGM Studios, or now it's known as the uh, the Disney Studios. I don't remember what it's called now, but it used to be MGM. Um, they got rid of my favorite ride, which was the Great Movie Ride, and I'll never forgive them. Uh, so I guess oh, well, is that the slow moving one? Yeah, but it was like all the movie stuff where it's like you're in. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. You're in Public Enemy. You're in The Wizard of Oz. You're an alien, and then all the all the people are like uh, wax figures and stuff. Well, they're animatronic, yeah, but like you're. Um, the person narrating the ride is like a tour guide that gets sucked into the yeah, experience and yeah, he has to like, yeah. uh, he or she has that to like, like rescue yeah. the, lo- the lost arc and like get back onto the, onto the car. Like it's amazing. 
that was a cool ride for its time, but it was kind of creepy when I went on it. No, I, that was one of the reasons why I started to love movies. So um, let's well, pretend no, it's that's delicious. true. Like as a as a movie buff, you would probably freaking love that ride because you're like, yeah. I remember this scene and I remember this movie. So I, I like kudos to you. Just because of like, I don't I don't really like when you you know like go to wax museums. I think it's kind of creepy. Well, yeah, there's a certain um, un- uncanny valley creepiness to it but uh let's pretend that it still exists because otherwise my my next okay. oh no no let's not uh twilight zone tower of terror that's that's the other one that i would love to i would love to go on with a former raptor Kawhi and see if he like has any ounce of emotion <laughs> um if not og is like the next closest thing um epcot oh god well, what would i want to do at epcot there's there's a lot uh test tracker is obviously the the best one where it's like a, a crash test dummy simulation where you're in this car and it does like a million things um uh i think it would be really trippy to go on that uh that uh, what's it called the imagination ride with the purple dragon figment and um eric idol from, <laughs> from Monty python can you imagine just being on that thing with like raptors players and they're just like what the hell is going on like it's like an acid trip um <laughs> finally magic kingdom my answer is space mountain and i'll tell you why i'm six foot two six foot three in between um i feel like i'm always going to clip my hands or my head on that ride because it feels like it's so small and i don't, don't know where all the beams are and everything i'd love seven uh, players yes. to be on that ride to see how they react <laughs> all you hear is bing 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 yeah does an animal kingdom also have uh, avatar open now yes it's got pandora Ooh. now yeah that'd be sick That'd be really cool. I don't care for the movies, but that looks amazing. Yeah, exactly. So, uh, listeners, let us know what you, what, if you had free range with Disney, where would you ride? Where would you go? And I know that my wife would, would basically stay in Harry Potter land and drink all the butter beer in the world. But let us know what you would. Oh, Oh, okay. But maybe, maybe they have a free range universal too, since it's like right beside each other. You know, um, or is it? I don't. I don't really know. Anyways, let us know who, where you would want to ride, uh, who you want to, you know, go on these roller coasters with, uh, Raptor player or not. We would love to know. But until next time, guys, Dre, where can I find you, brother? You can find me on Twitter at Andreas Babs. You can find me on my film editorial and review website, Films Fatal F I L M S F A T A L E dot com. I actually have a write up about the great movie rides. If you want to see further details on that, you can find it on that website because um, now the ride is long dead and gone unfortunately i'm currently doing research on my top 170 film or films of the 70s and my list for the top 100 films of the 80s is coming out august 1st jay where can we find you nice find me on twitter at rosalasaurus uh, you can find this podcast just as you're listening to this podcast on raptors hq you can find my writing on there as well and that is me over to you cool. Jason. Uh, and you can find us on that's a rep pod you can find us on instagram at that's a rep podcast you can find us uh on all your podcatchers by searching up raptors hq you can find my work here at that's a rep podcast and also with chris walder at the walder sportscast and if you're looking to find uh if you need someone to work on a podcast find me on quillet that's q u i l l it uh and find me as a freelancer i'll be there you can see my beautiful face all right so until next time everybody that's a wrap we all know where all the players are going to be. Marcus All's room with that Nespresso machine. What? Oh, 100%. 100%. I'm going to bring my own virtual line.